Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. And welcome to another Dr. Drew After Dark. I can't believe we've been doing this as long as we have, but I appreciate the love and support from the Your Mom's House audience. It has been a privilege and a pleasure and a lot of fun. And thank you for letting me break it out a little bit with some of my friends. A reminder, the t-shirt is still available at Merch Method. Don't ask me why they call it that, but that's what it's called. There it is. I will not uh, repeat the aphorism that is there. Uh, evidently, I said it. But uh, merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. I don't know where they make these. This Tom Segura guy. I don't know why they make these things up. Uh, also, be sure to send in your emails at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. Of course, we read them every week. And a really important part of the show now, also your voice messages at 818-253-1693. In fact, you guys should tweet that out a little bit in case somebody wants to call in now get a live thing going here. That's an interesting way we've never done it before. Today, uh, it is my friend and personal savior, Brad Williams. <laughs> personal savior? Yes, you're my savior. Are you starting a new religion? Uh, the, it's called Bradism. Bradism. Well, yeah. well, well, shit, I should start that. <laughs> well, if you want to, you can be a part of it. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, think I'm in, I, I think I'm obligated to be involved in it Not in, necessarily. So, in some way, shape, Not or form. Not really. We could just have some image of you on a weird something just up in front of the mantles. Okay. And uh, you don't have to be a part of it. We just need an image of you. Hey, as long as I get the money, uh, I've learned from Scientology, tax-free rules tax-free does rule about it i didn't say anything about giving you the money i said you're my son of my salvation okay uh so people that don't know you i love your story well thank you uh about your dad yeah and Uh, how he busted your balls yes and made sure that you'd have a career in comedy (laughs) uh the the inadvertently made me a comedian story yes yeah not yeah uh my dad for uh for all those watching and listening, um, not a dwarf, which shocks a lot of people when they meet him. Let me stop you. Yes. Um, uh, language. Yes. Language makes me frightened even to this day. And, oh. I, and I know you pay no attention to no, any of that. No, I don't care. But what am I supposed to do? You're, you're, see, you're supposed to say little people, but that to, to me, that's not specific. How about since I'm a doctor, I could say achondroplastic dwarf. Yes. Okay. You could say dwarfism. You have achondroplasia, right? Yes. Some version of it. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I was actually, this is how woke we are now. Uh, I was actually corrected by someone who doesn't have dwarfism because I said dwarf in a joke or a post or a something. And they went, uh, uh, little people. I'm like, what did you say? Who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Like, did I'm you say ne- that. Yeah, I'm never. I'm saying because I've I, seen you break it out on little yeah. people, and you're brutal. Yes, and I'll be brutal on them, but especially to someone who is not an achondroplastic dwarf. I go, oh, really? So. I have achondroplastic dwarfism. That is the medical term for what I have. Yeah. So, oh, oh sorry. I, I can't say the medical term. He's not an amputee. Do they- okay? <laughs> He's not an amputee. He's just uh, different limbed. No, fuck you. Okay? Limb deficient. Yeah, limb yeah, challenge. Yeah, limb challenge. No, he's got one fucking arm. Did, okay? did this person back off or argue yeah, with you? Yeah, of course. They, ne- they, they never responded again because I would never... It's like I would never... Okay, I have, I have a friend. Uh, he is very white. And he was born in South Africa. And now, and now, but he lives here. He refers to himself as an African-American. Oh, right. And I love that. Yes. I love that because people don't know what the fuck to do. Yes. And they try to correct him. And he's just like, no, African-American. 
You know, like it, it, he he's more African than Elizabeth Warren so, is Indian. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, you'll un understand soon why Brad likes fucking with people. So, yes, as, as he tells yes, story, yes, but, yes, yes, yes. But I I remember how you took on an entire little people convention one time oh yeah that was fun yeah. well well because you told them to fuck off essentially didn't you yeah well mm. i mean because they invited me to do stand-up uh at the little people convention and don't, uh, we're we're got a lot of pot uh mixing... pots in the fire but don't worry uh we'll all we'll pay it out we'll, we'll bring, pay it out bring it all back uh so yeah i did a show at a dwarf convention one time and there there are real dwarf conventions there that's a thing you can you can go to people like there's a convention for everything now are there people that are like into it, into it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, like, are you talking about tall people that come? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Are like into it. You like, know what I mean, we have to have security there for that specific reason, and there is definitely people that are on a watch list. Oh my god, we <laughs> so great. Yes, because you, they, Nadav, you must book one of those people. Yeah, you know, or get them on the phone or something. Yeah, they they they, yeah, they, well, they we'll show get... up. At, I think Chelsea Handler is one of them. Chelsea I mean, Handler told me about how she like. You know, so she always. Yeah, had her, yeah, yeah. Uh, she yeah. Chewy she, there. Yeah, she she loves little people. There's yeah. there's guys that show up uh, and they're on a watch list. But I mean, because they like the little people. Chicks. Yeah, yeah. Which they everyone always asks me like, oh, so is the vagina like smaller? And it's like. No, the it's it it like like does my ass look smaller to you? No, it's huge. My ass is massive. So no, it's not smaller. It's just an ass. And and, and trust me, ask me. I've had sex with dwarves. I've had sex uh, with tall women. I I I can give you the John Madden tape where I like break it down with the Telestrator with the dwarf vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now the the only thing that's weird for me about the dwarf vagina and uh, is that when I was having sex with dwarves. Um, I would require that the dwarf female have some pubic hair because when they had no pubic hair, they had tiny legs. Ooh, yeah. yes. yes. And I'm like, too weird. Too, too oh, weird for me. I'm, I'm too, like. It's, How much pubic hair do they need to have? Oh, landing strip. It's Land fine. Okay, just a just, reminder. Just something like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's an adult. Like, and if not pubic hair, have a C-section scar, have yeah, a yeah. bullet wound. Sure. Have, have something. Scar, appendicitis. Yes, something that, something that makes me know, okay, you've lived a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not, yeah, which makes me also realize that, uh, um, that I'm not a pedophile when that, like, you know, other than the fact that I've never well, fucked a kid. Let me be the first to say, <laughs> few. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it just made me realize, like, oh yeah, because that made me uncomfortable. That even the thought might enter my head yeah, yeah. that this is child. I love that about you. It's good. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So I think, I think generally that should be a, a note for all men. Yeah. It should be weird for all men. Yeah. The, the no pubic hair. Thing, yeah. For that very reason. Right. You just, just have an amplified version of it in your. Yes. So dwarf just, just a dwarf escapades. Yeah, it, it's not. It, it, you don't need 1976 Julius no, Irving no, no. down there. No, no, you don't. You need don't that. need that. Yeah. You don't need. You know, you don't need to go down there with a weed whacker and a machete. Just a little something. Just something to Reminded. let you know, like, okay, this, yeah. is a, this is a woman. And so, otherwise, the vaginal uh, sort of uh, tract, same. your genital tract, same, same. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, Works the same, acts the same, acts the same, position the same. I mean, yeah, I mean, I come skittles, but that's like the only thing. You come skittles. <laughs> yeah, I come skittles because you're a, sure you're one of those. You're like you have a exactly. You're a leprechaun. Yes, so you come, Dwar okay. yes, dwarfs. Yes, dwarfs come skittles. I, I see. see. My people don't have any real stereotypes. All our stereotypes are fantasy stereotypes, yes, of course. So I'm trying to throw more out there because, like, 
there are there are stereotypes out there. Some people can't drive. Some people have big dicks. Some people smell. Um, I never said which group applied to those stereotypes, but we all thought of the same fucking people, right? Okay. Uh, but like, and so if a, a female dwarf has uh, or ejaculation, is it yeah. uh, Reese's Pieces? Or what, <laughs> what, what happens? What what goes on? Look at you with the candy comebacks. <laughs> Dr. Drew. I like it. Uh, yeah, so I'm just like the only dwarf stereotypes that are out there are, are like, hey, we make cookies. You know, like yeah, like yeah. that's not a Keebler. real. Keebler out. Those, yeah. those are elves. Those yeah. are dwarves. That's not a real stereotype. Is there a difference between an elf and a dwarf? Yeah, one uh, uh, one lives, lives forever a and, lives ha- and has pointy ears yeah. and, uh, and, and, and the other has a beard and a battle axe. Right. Okay, that's oh, me. That's, oh. my, that, that's my people. Nice. Yeah. I it, like that image. See, more, more, more fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, I like. We it. don't have a real yeah, one. Yeah, but but I but the fantasy. I didn't. I didn't think. I always thought the, the uh, sort of rainbow stereotypes. Yes, I, and I don't mean rainbow in the sense of uh, LGBTQ. Right. Yeah. I mean rainbow in the sense of the pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow and the peeing skittles and all this stuff. We but, should be but added there's to a, that. There's a tough. Yeah. There's a tough dwarf stereotype that's kind of cool. You should be that. We. You know battle what? Axe, battle axe. Yeah. Is key, is a key sort of like I just weapon. realized like dwarves are supposed to like live under the rainbow and make cookies on the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. So we should be added to the LGBTQD. It oh, should be yeah. Yes. LGBTQD Why for not? dwarf. Why yeah. not? So yeah. So under sexual orientation, dwarf. Ooh, another thought. Are there, have, are there transgender uh, plastics out there? Wow. There must be, right? I mean, there must be. There has to be. I haven't. I've not wow. come across one, but that's a really interesting. Oh, so yeah. I mean. Generally, it's not too difficult because the kids section of clothes is usually all together, mm. so you don't have to like go across the store, or, like 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 do something crazy. But yeah, wow, a, a, a transgender little person. There must be. They would get into every college. Oh yeah, <laughs> they oh, wouldn't yeah. need Lori Laughlin. No, they no. would just be in. No bribes. Yeah, no, just, nothing. Just, just like oh, transgender <laughs> dwarf, you're on our brochure. <laughs> you're <laughs> you are you are the spokesman. You are sum cum laude. You are everything. Come on, that'd be so great. Funny. All right, yeah. now we're gonna go back to your dad. Yes. Uh, my dad, tall. Uh, a regular. Yes. Uh, what do we call him? A regular uh, person? We call him Reachers. Reachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you're a Reacher yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know. useful to you as a Reacher. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, my dad's a Reacher. My mom's a Reacher. Uh, when I was born, uh, my dad had this philosophy where he knew he, he wasn't trying to be these parents nowadays. They're like, you're just like everyone else. Every everyone's equal. Everyone's on a level play. No, we're, we're fucking not. Okay, as we're as we're discovering through things like the USC, the college thing, we are not all on the same playing field. So uh, yes, he 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 let me know very young that uh, uh, I I was different and I would be made fun of. So his philosophy on this was to make fun of me first before I got to school and train me to sort of have comebacks. So when I got to school and I got made fun of, I would be ready. I, I, it would not be a shock to me when a kid looked at me and went, what's wrong with you? Like, I'd be ready for that. Was there a first time when he broke into this pattern or did he sit down and go, listen, I want to do this and this is why it's going to happen or did it just start happening? I, I, I don't remember a first time, yeah. but I know that it happened based on conversations I've had with my mom and old home videos as young as two. Where he would just start insulting me on like family home videos. Your dad is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever met him, but I'm dying to meet you him. Have. You have. You met oh, him at the wedding. Oh, yeah. he was great. He's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. guy I expected either. I think about it. That's why I feel like I haven't met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not seem like that guy. Yeah. 
because he's very nice. Uh, oh my God, he's super very, nice, he's very, super he's very sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Doctor Drew was actually at my wedding. Yes, uh, and it was a that was one of the funnest weddings of right? all time. Yeah. Well, because everyone and everyone showed up because no one turns down a dwarf wedding. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, at, at a does car- Mordor come out and we throw things into wait it? Like, wait, what wait, happens? Wait, wait, what's the cake like? Dwarf? Who makes it? Dwarf <laughs> <laughs> did make it. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> so it was dwarf wedding. Yes. Food um, trucks, trucks, yes. Car museum, yes. I mean, you hit, you checked every box. You forgot the Chinese dragon Ch- dancers. Chinese, the the the, dra- <laughs> the Chinese dragon and the drum. Yes, which, which I mean, I mean, yeah, because so my wife is Chinese, that's why we had the Chinese dragon. You ever dancers. hear the the drum goes like this? That's so racist. Right? That's so racist. That's every so time, racist. and it does that a thousand times. That's very racist, Doctor Drew. It's not. It's actually that's culturally. Ve- that's uh, very no, racist. What I'm doing is I'm. Uh, a, how would you like it if I was like? How would you like it if I said, "Oh, all black music is like." <laughs> See, that's very racist. What you do? We did was just very racist. Doctor okay, Drew. well then I, I thought it was just cultural <laughs> appropriation. I apologize if it was, but but because that's what I go because we have lots of Chinese friends, so we've seen yeah. those dragons. Oh, I get it. I I have a Chinese no, friend, no, so I can be racist to oh, Chinese Jesus. people. No, the, the bottom line is that 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 I those, when the dragons. Come I've up, been to Panda Express. What I, I dread know. is the drums. The drums, because like, the guy always stands by my ear for some reason. Yeah, and so I because know. they know you're racist, so they're they, trying to I slowly they were trying to drum it into my head so I reproduce it for podcasts, so my friends can call me racist. Oh. <laughs> I told you I wasn't feeling well today. So is this, I know is this what I, this is, you become your dad. Yes, now I'm bullying you, so yes. you so, so you will power through this. All right, so so I've always counted you for that. So I mean, you're my personal savior. Exactly. So um, back to your dad. So <laughs> yeah. he, I the image I have in my head of the shit he used to pull on you. Yes, would be around breakfast. Yes. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many. I could go through so but many I, things that he the, did. We'll there give me was, a couple, but the breakfast stayed in my head for some reason. Well, the, Cereal. Yeah, uh, yeah. so he would um, put me on, like, so we had the shelf uh, where, the, where, the, where the cereal was. Right. And he would put the cereal on this shelf, and when I would say I would want breakfast, can I have some cereal, he would say yes. I'd say, could you get the cereal for me? He would say no. You wouldn't say, hey, Reacher? Yeah. yeah like, he, he told me, he's like, no, because I'm not going to be around forever. You're going to have to get your own damn cereal. So if you want cereal, get your cereal. So I would have to uh, climb, sometimes use different apparatus, apparati, do a little Cirque de Mige, and, like, climb up on top of the shelf. Uh, and then I would take my, uh, then I would take the plastic spoons that were there Cirque for the yeah so is I was, that still part of your stand-up no <laughs> i wish it were it's uh, so good I, I put in a special it's okay, gone good. uh so then i would take the plastic spoons and i would throw it at the cereal box and hit it so it would like to- like it would toggle yeah and then yeah. fall so, and then i would catch cereal and it was this whole thing but i'm so glad he did that because now like i don't worry about that i don't like the some some of the most fun i have dr drew is boarding an airplane I love boarding an airplane because then everyone sees me with my rolly bag and just goes, how the fuck is he going to get that in the overhead storage bin? And then I do it. Wow. And, and how it do you do it? And it trips him out. Throw down both armrests, jump on, reach down, grab that son bitch in one motion, <laughs> huck it. You. Every time I do, standing ovation from the plane. Just like, that was, uh-huh. that was incredible. Oh, my it. God. It's so great. Like, that's, that's the thing that... All right, people always talk about the negatives about having a disability. Here's a positive thing. 
if you have a disability, a noticeable disability, the the, the one one of the positives is that you get to be an inspiration for no fucking reason whatsoever. W- for just w- doing normal things. It's it's almost weird to hear you call your baseline condition yeah. as a disability. Baseline I I condition. I, I like that. I don't, good band name. But I, uh, <laughs> but I don't Coachella. think about you being disabled at all. I, I don't is, either. But the U.S. government does, so sweet. I, I got to park really close today. Wow. I'm so jealous. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I mean, you're jealous? Uh, I mean, I had to pick up on chicks with Bob the Builder on my shirt. So, you know, it's pros and cons. Yeah, you did okay. <laughs> I did all right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's this thing where, like, you, in order to be an inspiration, you had to be a doctor. Right, right. You had to go to eight years or more. Of 12, school, twelve years of training, and you got to yeah. throw your bag in the open yeah. Bin. I get to do that. I get to dress myself, and people are like, "I don't know how he did it with those T Rex arms." That's amazing. And so, what's the most brutal bullying your dad ever did? I don't oh. think I've ever heard that. Oh, the most brutal bullying—that's easy. Um, the day where he woke me up on my 16th birthday and said, "Happy birthday! I bought you a car," and I ran downstairs, and there was a Fisher Price Power Wheel sitting in the garage. That was the most brutal. But, was he standing there laughing his ass off? Oh yeah, he thought he was so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, and did you take those T Rex arms and punch him in the balls? <laughs> no, I drove the car to school. Oh, what? Yeah, we we lived like two blocks away. That's funny. So I just drove it. I said, "Fuck it, we, I'm, I'm we driving." Already, it. did he think too much, too far? I've gone too far now. Well, like he's he's got me now. As I was driving down the driveway, he, he's like, "No, stop, come back! It's a joke!" Like I'm just like, "No, this is my car. This is my car. This is what you want your son to be pulling into school with. This is what I. This is what I will do." Were, were you already funny by that point? I mean, relatively, uh, yeah. Like in comparison to the other kids, like my dad always taught me, like, "Hey, when you meet someone, like usually throw out a throw out a dwarf joke, just like really fast, just so they know. Oh, okay, he's cool with it." Yeah, and like, cause they're gonna wonder. So, That's smart. So I would usually have quick little one-liners, and uh, and this would develop from just interacting with him. Cause uh, like, my dad plays golf uh, a lot, and I would always want to hang out with him. So therefore, I had to play golf. So whenever I would play golf, I would go with my dad, and uh, he would always say the same dwarf joke, where like he'd be walking to the front tee, and you know his friends would be like oh you know your son plays golf that's great and my dad always yelled back like yeah he, he's not that good off the tee but he's got a hell of a short game <laughs> every time every time i would mouth the joke along with him it'd be insane but then i got to like it so now like i have fun with the with the dad type jokes on the golf course now and people are like oh you play golf what's your handicap i'm like dwarfism you piece of shit you know it's <laughs> just <laughs> and then and then the ultimate um sort of payback to your dad you're yeah. you're an sc student you're doing yes. well yes and now it's time to yes d- and then, deliver the final blow yes and then my dad who uh who i did i did go to usc um um they they did not pay five hundred thousand dollars for a fixer. Not two fifty. Uh, no. Oh, you didn't need, yeah, they didn't need to because you already had the yeah. disability. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on, like dwarf with good grades and extracurriculars. Come on. Uh, I got in. So what was I, the extracurriculars? Uh, I was uh, theater. Uh, theater yeah. and the wrestling team. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was on the wrestling team, man. It was great. But it, that's so tightly weight controlled, right? Yes, so you exactly. So the only people that I fought because you pe- probably had the you probably had the leverage on them. There you go. Oh my god, that's because people think when they see me that I'm going to be like 45 pounds soaking wet. It's like no, 
I'm compact. And you're going to get some scrawny little... Exactly. Yeah, I got yeah. twigs. And then, oh, Dr. Drew, there is no... I've gotten standing ovations in front of crowds of 8,000 people. I will trade all of those to once again... See the look on a father's face when a midget pins his son. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Getting back at all the fathers. There you are, Brad. Getting back so, at every father. It was so because great. of your rage and fury at your it own was, dad for the bullshit he put you through I, uh, for all Every those years. father, the, 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 the chance that would come out, just like, like I pinned one kid one time and the dad yelled out, like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and like... How do you console your kid? How do you console your kid driving I want, I back? Want, I also want pictures of you in a wrestling leotard. Oh, yeah. It's got to be good. Because oh, you, you saw the full outline of the dick. And it's, it's going to be impressive with <laughs> such a small sort exactly. of setup. Exactly. It's go, like, yeah, I, I, I can legit say it hangs down to my knee. but that's but, And that's impressive to everyone else. For me, eh. oh, yeah, whatever. So, so you delivered the final blow to your dad. Yeah, by um, dropping out of school after I had a year to go. And uh, now that we all are familiar with USC because of the story, uh, we're familiar with uh, sort of how much he was in the hole in terms of tuition. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I came to him and said, "Hey, Dad, uh, I'm not going to go for my final year. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to do be a stand up comic, which is just what every father dreams of hearing, right? Said, Hallelujah. Yeah. So, but uh, just as we imagined it. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm not one of these guys where like I I don't like it when when a lot of people downplay their um, their either their socioeconomic status or like you know because now we have the uh, there's a lot of people that don't like to talk about that they're wealthy. My 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 dad did really well for himself. Great attorney. Uh, we lived in we lived in Orange County. We were okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So when I said that uh, that I was going to drop out and be a comic, he said, "Cool, you're out. You're out of the will." Oh. And I said, "Done." Wow. And I said, "Done." Because I, I really wanted to do it, and I knew I was going to be. Good has at he it. rescinded that uh, uh, judgment? He has, but I don't need it anymore. No, I understand. But, it, and, but and, still, and, and that's fine. But yeah, he. I, I love that yeah. you knew so clearly that that's what you needed to do. Yeah, good I mean, the first time I was on stage, it was like, oh well, this is this, this is it. This is perfect. And, and you were at uh, at college then? Was this yeah, open yeah. mic or something? No, I was a uh, I was nineteen years old, and I was in the audience at the Bray Improv. And the comedian on stage started making midget jokes. And half the audience was laughing. And the audience that was sitting by me was like, Yeah. <laughs> not laughing. And the comedian noticed. And he's like, what's, what's up here? He goes, yeah. what? Is one of them here? And I just raised my hand like, yeah. <laughs> and he called me up on stage. And he started asking me questions because he was curious. And I started answering. And I answered honestly. I wasn't trying to be funny. I didn't have any shtick or anything like that. I just answered the questions, and my answers got laughs, and that was... You were hooked. Heroin. That was it. Yeah. That and was it. What is it about that with such heroin for you? Because I, I ask everyone that kind of question. It yeah. It seems like everyone has that moment. A yeah. A lot of people do. For me, it was the it was the realization that with stand-up comedy, that I control the message. That with me, when I, when I walk outside here, and I go to a crowded area... I don't control the message. I have people staring. I have people looking. I have oh. I, I I have kids asking questions. I have parents giving those kids horrible answers to those questions that are not correct. Give me an example. Uh, oh, there's the cheesy ones like, oh, he didn't eat his vegetables. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't drink his milk. Oh. Uh, my favorite one was he didn't pray enough. Oh, uh, that that was good. This was God smiting me, just and, like. And do you <laughs> and do you do you like? Respond. Oh yeah, uh, it, if I hear it. Uh, the classic example was um, this was this was 
uh, maybe like 15 years ago. It was a while back. Um, but like a, I was at the mall around Christmas time. Of course you were. And the and the, 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 of course they had the mall Santa there. Mm-hmm, of course. And uh, the line was incredible, like it always is. This is at the Brea Mall. And uh, then this dad comes up to me. Oh, I remember with, this. With his kid. Yeah. And is like, hey, could you just like, hey, could you just tell the elf what you want? And then the elf will go tell Santa. Like, he didn't want to wait in the line, this cheap fuck. So, and he says that without asking me anything. Without being like, hey, is it cool if I, or do you know? You know no, just comes up and says, you know, tell, this, is, this is one of Santa's boys. You could tell him and he'll go tell Santa and you're good. So I, I, I took that like, oh, really? Is there any way that guy could have thought you actually worked there? <laughs> you know Possibly. What I, mean? I mean, you weren't dressed like an no, elf. No, yeah, I, no. So, I wasn't okay. walking around with okay. like, yeah, you know. No bells in your shoes yeah, or anything. No, yeah. none of that. So I just kind of went, okay. Because I know that if I get mad in that moment, that's the impression of little people that that kid has. Uh, the only impression that he has probably yeah, is, yeah. Of a, is of a dwarf getting mad. So I cannot do that. So I looked at I looked, the kid and went, yep, Santa's elf. And uh, you've been very good this year. Like, what do you want? And he goes, I want a bike. And I see the dad just kind of like give me a, uh, <laughs> like, uh, and, 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 and I go, guess what? You're getting a bike. And the, and the dad's like, what? And, and then, but, he, but now he can't say shit. Yeah. So I go, and uh, do you want an Xbox? Like, and the kid's like, yeah, I want an Xbox. I'm like, you're getting an Xbox. <laughs> and I told him, I, I told the kid, I go, the only way that you do, do not get these things is if your parents failed to file the proper paperwork and the dad lost it on me like he's like what are you trying to do tell him all these things i'm like what this is just i'm santa's elf this is just the rules i mean this is just like this is protocol i can't change it you can't complain to me so it works in the north pole yeah yeah exactly so uh yeah that that was the time where i where i really had fun so to go back to the original question like I, I love stand-up comedy because now it's not anyone making that shit up. It's just my message. I control the message to the audience. Whatever I want you to hear, that's what you will hear and nothing else. So that's so that freedom and power and control really attracted me Anything to about laughter particularly? No, not really. Like, laughter was just the immediate reward that yeah. just lets you know you're in the right zone. Yeah, and it's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, if you're a comic, you, you live off that. But... Uh, but the true thing that gets me going about stand-up comedy is the fact that I'm like I'm on stage. I'm telling these people everything that I that I control them hearing. You know, I was going to start asking people uh, something that started to concern me a little bit, which mm-hmm. is that that the the PC comedy is yeah, yeah, yeah. is disrespectful to the Lenny Bruce's and the yeah. George Carlin's and who the went, people that, who, who went through so much yeah. shit. And, and 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 one of the things about PC comedy that. Comedy was it, the origins of stand-up comedy are jesters being the only one being able to make fun of the king. Mm. That's the origins of stand-up comedy where the jester had free speech, no one else did. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to look at very uncomfortable things and laugh about them, so we so they become less like toxic. Yeah, and, and, and if you hide everything from someone, then when they do become exposed to that, they're unsure. They're not. You know, then it will freak them out. You certainly can't bring it forward and think and talk about it if you're right. freaked out about and it. Right, and the sad part is, look, like, you want to know how I get my news now? Hmm. John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because John Oliver isn't CNN. He isn't Fox News. And he does a lot of research. Like, I get I get my, inter- like, yes, it's left-leaning, but uh, he, he, 
Like that's where I get my news from because and oftentimes whether it be Carlin, whether it be Pryor, whether it be Rock, whether it be you know like hell, uh, we recently had this sort of the same effect with Hannah Gatsby. Like comedy can be insanely powerful mm-hmm. and more informative than a stuck-up guy in a suit giving a TED talk. Like it, it, oh, absolutely. Hannah Gatsby was the Australian. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So people that that's a Netflix if people want to watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and that so comedy can be the informative ones. And what people don't realize with comedy is you have to protect the attempt because because pe- people say like, oh, well, well, rape is never funny. Abortion is never funny. It is. It's very funny. It, but it but, can be offensive. But it, yes. Yeah. And that but may, very offensive. Yeah. But. And it's difficult to make that joke funny. Yeah, yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. But if you do, oh my God, it's yeah. so good and so cathartic and so gold. And you can't say, because if you say, okay, well, we all agree abortion can never be talked about. Well, then what about the person over here that went through spina bifida? Can we, can we make that? Can, can we make jokes about that? Yeah. Can we make jokes about dwarfism? Can yeah. we make jokes about uh, races? Like... The thing is, comedy comes from conflict and it comes from tension. If I go on stage and say, hey, guys, uh, my um, uh, gender-fluid wife and I had a great day today. Everything was good. We we talked. We listened to each had other. Meal together. We had a, 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 a wonderful meal that was not of, of any certain region. Good night, Detroit. It, it, it was a mixed- <laughs> Yeah. That's not funny. Right. That's not funny. Conflict comes from the fight you had with your wife. Conflict comes from the time the guy made fun of you. Conflict comes from uh, you get into a fight. That's where th- th- that's where the funny comes from. So you have to be able to protect the attempt. People will joke about things that are on paper without context, horrible. But that's how they find the funny. Is we have to be allowed to fail. Some pe- some comics are going to go on stage and tell horrible jokes about horrible topics but they're trying to find the funny they're not trying to incite a riot they're not trying and they're also to not make someone cry they're not trying right. to hurt feelings they're yes. trying to be funny and they're also not trying to sort of defend some of these horrible positions no. that they may be making fun of yes i used to make a joke that we uh that we should give gay midgets to pedophiles <laughs> and that would solve the problem that is horrible exactly <laughs> pedophilia is a horrible thing. Send all your but, uh, letters, not to Dr. <laughs> at Gmail, but to Brad Williams but at Gmail. I'm looking at, okay, it's a horrible thing. How do we solve the problem? Like, that's, yeah. and like, you laughed. The producer behind there laughed. We heard, we, 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 yep. heard, we heard him through the door. Yep. But I guarantee you, someone will say, that's not funny. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 you cannot It's weird. Say it's that. almost like you're defending yourself against the funny. Because funny comes from the unexpected. Yes. It comes from the uncomfortable. Yes. And it comes from truth. Yes. And the truth may come out of the uncomfortable, right? Yes. The, so, it, like, you know, it, 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 it's the same way we all have that friend or that relative, or maybe it's even you, that just uh, always says that, oh, everyone thinks I'm an asshole. I mean, but everyone, like, the world's against me. Like, no. They if, just can't take somebody that tells the yeah, truth. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. If everyone says you're a dick, you're probably well, a dick. There's something going on there. And, yeah. that, and that's true. They know it's true, and that's when they'll snap back even harder. So, like, you, you, you have to be able, I will always defend the attempt. And also, if a room full of people is laughing, you can't say it wasn't funny. You right, can't. Right. You can't. That's the that's the beautiful Even part about a joke. Out of discomfort. Yeah. You it, know, it's funny where it's I fu- see. Like, it, it's funny if Anthony Jeselnik tells 
a horrible joke or whatever about um about whatever topic that he talks about yeah and a room full of people laughs you can't be the one going well that's not funny yeah it is by definition they all just laughed at it it's well, I, funny. i'll tell you where i see a lot of spontaneous funny where it's unexpected is in sort of uh primate and anthropology sort of videos where they're doing an experiment and, a, mm -hmm. and say a monkey or a chimpanzee yeah. behaves in a unexpected but Sure. unequivocally human way yes and people will just laugh or, or little children that do things of oh. a sinister nature that sort of are spontaneous and people yeah. just laugh out loud yes and it's not funny what the animals or the kids are doing not no. funny at all no but it's so true and so recognizable and so similar one of the most one of the most popular videos of on in youtube's history the is monkey smelling it, finger. It, that yeah <laughs> of, of a monkey putting his finger in his butt smelling it falling over funny the other, there's a video of a small baby biting the finger of his brother, and the and the kid crying out in pain, and that's hilarious. The Charlie bit me. That that yes. one, that's funny. The two, it, the two I think of is the the marshmallow experiment where the kids can't can't wait and eat the marshmallows, yeah. and afterwards lie about it. Yeah, yeah, laugh yeah. At that, or the cappuccino monkeys, they train it to do something, and they give it a cucumber. They put a monkey in the next cage and mm. they give it a grape, mm. and the cucumber monkey starts throwing the cucumber back at the, yeah. at the experimenter. That's funny. Yeah, very human. Yeah, very, very human. You know, weirdly inexplicable human yes. behavior. Let's go to some. Uh, let's see. I think we should go to clips. Okay. Uh, let's go to what's being called a temperature debate. You said you had something to say on this, yes. so we're going to get Tom and Christina on their temperature debate. Here we okay. go. Now I will say, you know. You're pretty mentally ill when it comes to... <laughs> to warmth? Yeah. I do like the thermostat to be 76 or above Ooh. in the room. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... feels That feels good. It's why people divorce. <laughs> That's yeah. not... Well, do you realize that for like a comfortable room temperature, the majority of people don't feel like 77 <laughs> think is... perfect. ...is nice? No, I think, I, think you're, I think you have a lot of problems. I think... I think you should go get a physical. I think I do have some kind of low. What is yeah. that? Low testosterone. That's AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of things jump out of me at that. Well, yeah. First of all, first of all, Christina P has AIDS. There's that. <laughs> and very she's, worried about she's it. hypothyroid. Sure. She needs a thyroid checked. <laughs> and it's very common after a pregnancy for this kind of thing to emerge. So that's possible. Although I see the big bizarre headphones that we're wearing. They no longer wear anymore. So this must have been a while ago, right? Or have they returned to the... Huge earmuffs. I believe this was from episode uh, 485. Okay, so uh, not that long ago. No, yeah, yeah that, that was going back and forth. Uh, I, I think she's back to the to the in-ear monitors Okay. Uh, and uh, what was interesting to me mo more than anything, though, is that mm -hmm. when Tom mentioned divorce, I saw real horror in her face. Did you see that? <laughs> Play that again. Play it for Brad. See if you can get back to where Tom goes. Now, I will say, you know, you're pretty mentally ill when it comes to she goes, well, to I know, warmth. I know yeah. that. She I knows do she's like mentally. the thermostat to be 76 or above in the room. Yeah, I mean, it's you know feels that feels good. It's why people divorce. <laughs> that's yeah. not. Well, do you realize? No, no, no. Oh we, my god. Which is sweet. We, 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 which is sweet. But at the same oh, time, are you kidding? Yeah. She has tracking devices on Tom. What are you talking about? Love that. You don't know this about her. But the but she the thing is is that's one thing that um. Like people always do what, the whatever advice about getting married and yeah. all that. No, no one ever tells you the the difference between men and women. I've never heard anyone say the fact that 
I don't believe a woman has ever said, no, I'm completely comfortable with the temperature it is right now. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so relieved to hear you say that. <laughs> because no my woman wife, has ever said that. Because I, I'm, a little ever. Bit of a, I'm a little bit of a temperature freak too, but it goes weird. It goes, my stuff is I have to have air conditioning on when it's hot outside and I have to yeah. have heat on when it's cold outside. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like a total temperature puss. Yeah. It's like my body won't adjust to the temperatures, but it's a relatively narrow range. Sure. Not good for my wife. No. Because hers is all over the place all the time. Yes. Now, and, and that's why one of the greatest inventions of all time, and here's the thing is I don't even think it's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's real. Okay. But I have a car that has those dual climate controls, you yeah. know, where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you, you put barely it on were. 78 on here's, that side, here's, 72 on the here's other. Here's the new salvation. Which, my by girl. the way, it's BS. Yep. There's no way yeah. that the right side of my car oh, is right. 82 degrees. Yes. Eight, eight inches over to your right yes. does not make it 82. And the left side. side. Yeah, so, no. th- so it's completely BS, but it's all mental. Oh. It's all in the control. It works on those it's people. The, it's the placebo effect where my wife sets the right side to 80 degrees and she's happy. She's like, oh, I'm in control of the temperature. Therefore, I have to like it. So what we need, Dr. Drew, is that same thing in the home. It's like, oh, it's yeah. it's oh, it, it it's climate controlled well, regions of your house where you say, oh, the left side of the bed I is sort of it. It's gonna be eighty degrees. It. It, it is yeah. this thing called Nest. Oh yeah, I have one Nest. of those. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we fight about it. I I let's see. Oh look, it's sixty seven in my bedroom right now. So we'll fight about that when I get yeah. home. But she'll set it back at some point when it gets too hot, and we sort of reach a compromise. Yeah. So, but but see what but see what you need is just a 70 degree home but then people have the illusion i get it i get you I like, I like how you think yes i'm scared for your wife but i like how yes you think. the illusion of control it's fantastic it, it, how it, is your wife she's enjoying marriage and i mean we're not divorced so that's are good we doing babies or we're trying we're 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 trying okay. we've uh we, we, we've i i always get this mixed up one is uh is an explosive device and the other prevents pregnancy it's IED versus IUD, but, yes. I, but I don't know the difference. Okay, well, what's the, uh, the IUD wh- is the one that prevents pregnancy. Okay, because I because I always say like my, yeah, my, you my, think U for uterus, E for explosive. Okay, because yeah. I said to someone one time, I must have said the other one. I said like yeah, my wife has an IED, and then they were like, what the fuck? Like they were very very confused. But yeah, that 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 has been removed. So now we're trying we're, we're trying to have thankfully babies. the I- IED is out. Yes, the IED is out. She's safe. Uh, and we're trying to have babies. And uh, for those of you uh, who are curious, uh, be, uh, because my wife is tall, uh, that's a 25% chance dwarf and a 75% chance tall. So those are the odds, right. so that, it's a, it's those a, are the odds that we're working with. It's an uh, autosomal recessive trait, right? Yes. I and mean, then, I'm going to assume that I knew what that was. I know the word recessive. I don't know yeah. the first part of that. Yeah, yeah. So your parents both carried this gene. Somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know, but it, yes. So, I, think, I suppose it can happen spontaneously, too. Yeah. All right. I'm just worried that if we have a dwarf kid, that the kid's going to not want to be a dwarf and hate being a dwarf. And then, like, I can't hide. Like, I can't look at the kid as they're like, why am I a dwarf? I, I, I can't look at the kid and be like, maybe you got it from your mom. Oh. You know, like, I, I, I can't blame it on her. Right. Like, it, yeah, they're going to be looking at that like, okay. What, what, I'm find, what I think would be even more bizarre for you is that you love, you love it and you have a kid who hates it. Yeah. You make a career out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig it. And your kid's like love it. rebelling from dad by sure. saying, I hate my, my. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, you don't have to do comedy. Aplasia. You know, you could do something else. There's, there, there's like one dwarf surgeon. You could do that. Bowling. <laughs> bowling <laughs> so God, send your letters to him he taught me all these terrible jokes yeah yeah yeah
Uh, let's see another clip about nasty cheapskates. Yeah, is so, this uh, normal? Yeah, I want you to take a look at this, Doctor mm. Drew. And I hey, Nadab, do yeah. you do you show our image while the video is playing in a corner of the screen here or something? We sure do. Because yeah. we had some complaints about that. I thought we already oh, did no, that. Oh no, that was because uh, last week, uh, or on the on the Burt Kreischer episode, yeah. we didn't show that because the guy was just shaking his dick around. So I don't. Oh, know. yeah, we couldn't we couldn't show. That. Yeah, you can't this show is that all on the internet. YouTube stuff. Okay. We can't be right. Uh, Got it. We showed Burt Kreischer. Wasn't that offensive enough to people? <laughs> All right. So, All right, so Cheapskate. So, so right. this, I want you guys to, to let us know if uh, this is something that seems justifiably frugal behavior or if it's teetering on a type of mental illness. So, so are we, we're saying hoarding or not. That's what <laughs> we're saying, right? Ho hoarding or... You're financially... Frugal or mental illness. Okay. Frugal or mental illness. So <laughs> let's right, play the game. The so this is my bathtub. Look at it. It's brand new and shiny. I don't even have to clean it. There's no mildew on my grout, which is amazing. I have never cleaned it because I've never used it. I have a gym membership and that's where I take my shower. I like to work out. I'm kind of a gym rat. I'm there every day anyway. So, so far that seems pretty normal, Yeah, no, right? see that I sign off on. Right. I mean, so whatever. It, it's strange, but okay. But but it's like she doesn't have to, sh you know, shave or anything. Yeah, shower female. in the gym. Sure, at the gym. Well, yeah. Very good use of time. She's always there. She knows. Okay, and we know maybe it's a lovely gym she's at. Could yeah, be a nice maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah maybe it's a great gym. So so far, I'm on board. So far, so good. Here we go a little deeper. This is where I deposit my urine. Oh! oh. To save money, I started peeing in a jar. Just uh, coincidentally happens to be in a lemonade jar. Oh, All right, let's so, do a status update. Are we still frugal? Whoa. Okay, so does she pee in the jar, and then when she goes to the gym, does she dump it into, like, another toilet? Uh, we uh, we answer that question in a, in a future clip. Here's the next Wait, one. wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Okay. I, I want to get the thinking right. Does she think that somehow she's recycling nutrients so she doesn't need to take vitamins or I eat think, as much or I think that she's or the water for the toilet is too I think, expensive yeah she's saving water yeah water. she's saving okay. water, she's water. Green. To okay to dump it into another toilet. Uh, okay so so far we're gonna go for the waterless uh, yeah yeah, thing yeah, yeah. At the gym yeah uh, I don't know about that <laughs> so right. far weird okay so far it's getting weird okay yeah quite pungent thank you and the longer it sits the stronger it gets I had read online that if you can put your urine into your compost pile and I thought wow I can pee in a jar build my compost and not have to flush my toilet okay so we well, get closer to back to normal or we're, we're, going, we're going back towards sensible like okay. like it makes sense yeah like because there's not a for me not for Brad because yeah. <laughs> it, it like you know if it's compostable then it has a purpose but see my question is is that Every time you go to the bathroom, or like, eh, once every other day. It looks like I she's, some she's into it. She's all yeah. in. It's a, it's a commitment for her. Okay. All right. So we're, we're drifting back towards like, you're not insane. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going. My water bill went from $30 a month to $20 a month. So there's $10 right there. So I pee in a bottle, but don't get me wrong. I, you know, I poop like everybody else and I put uh -oh. that in the toilet. Uh -oh. Okay. And so you're normal. So I flush probably one or, one or two times a day. So she's saving $10 a month doing this. I mean, that okay. seems pretty worth it, right? Well, uh, having raised, being my father's son, I would say completely <laughs> worth it. Because he, he was a Depression era dude. And this kind of stuff. By the way, by the way you, you like. If he had heard this, we'd be on to that. Yeah. Well, like, okay. So we, we talked about, I'm going to put the last two segments together. Because yeah. we talked about. Dads. Temperature control. Oh, yeah. And dads. 
my dad, who I also explained earlier, we were fine. We were in Orange County, yeah, good yeah. house, you know, made made some money. My dad refused to run the air conditioner during the summer. Oh yeah, because it was like that's way too expensive. Oh yeah, way too expensive. Oh yeah, and a little bit little issues in the car sometimes too. Yeah, and then uh, shoes, forget it. You need <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you have one pair. That's you enough. You have a pair. Yeah, that's good. Here we go. Let me it... tell you about walking through the snow in Chicago. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so okay, is there another Ten part bucks. to this? This is her. We're gonna. My walk. Uh oh. Whoops. Let me set up the next one. And, okay. and we we're we're sort of not you know we're not ecstatic She's... with her behavior, but we're yeah. also not vomiting as we often are. And as Tom said, it's a, what does he call women that are like this? Cool dude. Oh yeah, this is definitely a cool girl. Cool girl yeah. for Tom. Cool girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't do. Uh oh. That's what? a new one. She a new tur- one. She turned Asian. <laughs> She's dehydrated and she turned right. Asian. So, so this next person is now a different, uh, a different person, a different Asian person that is trying to be frugal in a different way. Tell me if this is seems just as normal as the first clip, well, or if this seems okay. Well, this well, reminds me of like an eye exam. Yeah, clearer or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Give me the eye exam. I don't do laundry. You have to pay quite a bit in quarters. So whenever I have dirty clothes, I try to wash them while I'm showering. They say I'm using a free sample of detergent I got. Okay, I need to get detergent and bleach onto my clothes before I put them in the shower to soak. That's pretty frugal, huh? Yep, yep. Again, and now... You don't know how familiar this sounds to me. (laughs) This is like from the old country. But now we're getting to this point where uh, we have a mutual friend named uh, Dave Damashek. Questions that she peed And he would say, to what end? To what end? Where does it stop? Where it's like, how much of you trying to save money impedes on the life yes. that you would pay the money to have? Right. You know what I mean? So how, like, efficient, how effective yeah, and efficient is it? If this? it takes you four hours of clipping coupons yes. to save five bucks on your groceries, w- wouldn't you pay $5 to not have to spend four hours to clip coupons? I, I certainly would. And to sort of summarize all of these things we're saying, they all are flirting with mental illness. Yes. Let's be fair. Let's be <laughs> yes. fair. This is a kind of a... I mean, it's not affecting their functioning as way. Is it's it like? But it's certainly way, not getting the job this, done. This is where this is where I'll flat out admit it. My racism comes into play. Why? Because when the white woman's doing these things to save money, I'm like that crazy bitch. But when the Asians doing it, I'm like, oh, they they know something we don't. <laughs> they. All right, let's see. Let's see what she might know. Keep going. Okay. And once I'm done showering, then I lather up the clothes. I almost never do laundry. I think the last time I did laundry was um I like the way they're maybe they got the camera rolling with her in the shower. Yeah, she's naked. nude. Yeah. But keep going. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. And I start wringing out these clothes. They so look last like they, time she did laundry. They look like Cinderella's uh, outfit there though. Yeah. I mean like look at there's holes in this shredded outfit. By the way, I guess that's cool now. Aren't you washing like when you're washing your clothes in the bottom of the tub? You're cleaning dirt and bacteria and, tub, yeah. and skin, dead skin, oh, yeah. off oh, your and body. Look, and, and probably it, if, if, if fecal t- matter. If it was your tub, Brad, think yeah. of all the secretions. Oh, so much semen. The whole variety so of So much semen in that there. tub. Yeah. So much. So, okay. Oh, Keep going. Semen. Where are we going with this? I don't um, cool use girl. the dryer. Not only does the dryer um, waste money, but it shrinks clothes and it wears clothes out faster. You can keep your clothes looking newer for longer. If well, you clearly the designer wear she's using there, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, right yeah. out of uh, the couture. I, I'm okay with the air dry 
To me, that's okay. That's fine. So that's the only redeeming normal part about this. Yeah, right? but, but the washing, like a, but the washing in the clothes, it's like, eh, that, wow. yeah, that's it no. gives me a bad feeling illness. in my stomach. Oh yeah. well, hold on to that feeling. I uh -oh. think this takes a turn. Oh, oh my god! But normally, I would want to do maybe a load of laundry every other week. It costs like three dollars to wash and dry clothes. It'll save maybe six dollars a month. Oh boy, look at those all savings. that <laughs> massive. Massive savings. And don't get me wrong. I understand for some people, $6 can be, but to what end? You know like, what I feel bad in my stomach? I'm wanting that? to sit in judgment of this mental illness, but it's feeling so familiar to me. Is that just your dad? It's the heritage is that I come like, from. Like, it, it, that, it, that the conflict is like eating my stomach up. So is this like a weird Oedipus complex where you're somehow attracted to this woman? No. <laughs> but it's a weird, conflicted feeling like, oh, We're oh like, that's... if I call this woman crazy, that means I'm calling my yeah, dad crazy? Yeah, yeah, sort of in that zone. Okay. Like, this is this is like I'm like I'm besmirching my family's mm, culture mm. By, by calling this all into but question. But see, here's one thing that... How I, scary is that? Here's one thing that I will say. How scary is that? But here, because I've heard other people say stuff like that, like, I can't do this because that this would go against my mom or my yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe your culture's wrong. Oh, absolutely. It, you know, so it's I'm fine to be smirched oh, yes. against that. Yes. It's, it's fine. But, but the scary part is that I feel conflicted about it. That's what's scary to me. That, I, that is I scary. I should be condemning it straight no. away. Yes. But I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Yes. That, that's not, that's the, the uncomfortable yes. and, and, part. And, and having, having, <laughs> a, having a Chinese wife. Oh, that's right. I'm very familiar with yes. some of these things. Well, you should know that, that the Chinese and the Eastern European Jews, they have mm -hmm. a lot of heritage in common in terms of these kinds of really? ideas. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 They're, 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 and then the depression definitely... put a real cap around it. <laughs> so that's where we come yeah, there's, into this. There, there, there's definitely been a war of cultures. Like, um, like my, my, my wife is actually, she's, ha she, she's half Chinese. And oh my God, the the the... It's the self-perpetuated shame that she feels for being half Chinese. She's like, I'm not. I she. Oh, she, she's not all one or all. She's yes, not all anything. She has told me that she feels horrible that she can't give her Chinese mother, her Chinese mother, Chinese grandchildren. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know that's insane, right? Because you didn't choose your dad. You didn't choose to be yeah. half white. Like you're like you, you, you like she controlled that more than anybody. Like she had sex with the guy. Yeah. Not like and then she goes, yes, I know it's crazy. But that's how um, I feel, and um, I'm just like, I, I can wow. relate to. It. Is that it? Wow. Is that the end of our torture? I mean, I think uh, I think we saw enough. I think uh, I, I do too. But it's, <laughs> I feel good because it's not the usual kind of torture I get on this show. <laughs> no, yeah, this has been probably the tamest clip that we've shown you so far. I would agree with that, but that means the emails are going to be horrible. Hold on, I'm getting a text from Mike Catherwood. <laughs> I can show you something that's torture. No. <laughs> Uh, one of these days, he's t he's texting me while we've been on the show a number of times, and I keep wondering if I could ever show what he's texting me. Oh, and by the way, if anyone wants to take a look at those uh, mm -hmm. the YMH episode that, that came from, that's from your mom's house, episode four seventy one. How did how did the two of them react to this? Yeah. Oh yeah, these they think these people are insane. I mean, rightfully so. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, it's mental illness, but it's um, she's saving six dollars a month. It's totally what you call on the spectrum. On the right. Spectrum, right. Yes. Um. So shall I start with some voice messages or go right to emails? Uh, whatever a, feels best for you, I'm going to try an email. Recently, I've noticed a sensation in my balls that feels like someone is constantly squeezing them. This coincides with the fact that I've recently abstained from masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it could be. Yeah. Uh, then I broke up with my girlfriend recently. So far, it's been about 21 days since... Uh, I, so, you, you, why do you make me even attempt to get me to read some of this? So he, ha so he hasn't masturbated. 
21 days, broke up with a girlfriend. 21 days. Hasn't had any discharge. Okay. Uh, I know everyone's heard of blue balls, but I've never felt this pain before. I was wondering if this was normal. It really does feel like I'm getting kicked in the balls by a baby's foot. It makes me think that yeah. I'm unhealthy to abstain for this long. You are. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. And the usually God takes care of it. God yeah. will take care of it during the night. Yeah. And, and here's the thing that, and Dr. Drew, tell me if I'm wrong, but the, the human body normally lets you know when you're doing something bad to it. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Discomfort. Well, you know, it, it, this is sort of a funny thing because Blue Ball says, I'm talking about it as though it's a clinical term, but this is- It should be. It's pelvic congestion. Blue, the seminal, the seminal vesicles <laughs> fill up with seminal fluid. Yes. The prostate becomes irritated. The sure. lymphatic tissue starts to engorge down. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, there's a lot of reason, but people don't understand it has almost nothing to do with the testicles though. The testicles are just this organ that produces testosterone and a mm. tiny trickle of cells back up to the seminal vesicles to mix in with the semen, okay. which is produced by the prostate. Mm. And so the balls feel uncomfortable because that's where all the congestion is sort of, mm. it's all in that pelvic area. Okay. So there you go. And uh, let God I do it at something. night or uh, maybe just be healthy. And now, now, let's see, well, who, what's he trying to prove? Does he, does he also know. wash his clothes in the bathtub? <laughs> is he, like he gave it up for Lent, maybe. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe he gave up jerking off for Lent. Mm -hmm. He's gone cold jerky. We have to get Cold him. jerky. Uh, I've noticed every time I have a bowel movement, this is a female, okay. there is an abundance of vaginal discharge. I've noticed it is excreted right before the bowel movement after wiping. I was curious to why. I know a few episodes ago, a gentleman mentioned sperms come out when he has a bowel movement. I, evidently, that was one of our more popular emails. Um, and I wonder what the correlation is for women. It's called a Blumpkin. Not sure, no. If it was just me, I just want to know. Do not Google Blumpkin. If you're like, what's again, that? Don't again, Google it. The, Don't do it. The pelvic... I feel like I'd have like a pelvic architecture <laughs> picture up here so people could understand what I'm talking about. I could about. just stand here. I'm about the size I of a lean chart. You, lean you up and <laughs> cut you in half. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, oh. the... The uterus and the vagina right up against the rectum. They're sort of all right in the same zone. And so things that are moving through one can affect the other. I just realized something, Dr. Drew. What's that? I'm 35 years old. Yeah. That means five years I'm going to be 40. Okay. I can do the math. I know and you are a doctor and you are a friend. At some point, your finger's probably going to be at my ass. Uh, I, I understand the correlation. And how at some thinking. point... At some point, your finger's probably going to be but, in my ass. But the friend part does not increase the probability of a finger going in your I mean, ass. Okay? The, I mean, the, the, the fact and that the I'm... the doctor part means I'd have to be your doctor, which I can't also be your friend and be your doctor. The fact that so I'm somewhat happen. frugal, I oh, can go... You're going to make me do it, is what you're saying. I mean, I can get a free finger up the ass to check my prostate Kimmel, from, from a doctor. Kimmel were, brought up the other day that I had yeah. done that with him years ago. Yes. And, and, of course, it was when he was the color guy in the morning show on K-Rock. Yes. And Kevin showed up with a tape recorder. Yes. In the room with us. So all I'm saying <laughs> is what what you are seeing is, is two men who are uh, who have not had any sexual contact whatsoever. But, but will. in the future, but will. will. Thank you for that. And that's why I think there's I'm a tension between so us. so forward to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and get a good look at that i just right, want you which to know that which I, finger do you use which finger do you use that i just want you the to index know that it, the longest one just think about is that just for me or is that clinical that's everybody okay but my personal savior is going to have his <laughs> finger my finger up his ass that's the part that you're going to be spinning me with. like a harlem globetrotter spins a ball <laughs> That should be in a cartoon or a t-shirt or something. About 15 years ago, it's a miracle this one's titled. 15 years ago, I was shot five times. As a result, I became paraplegic. I spent nearly five four, times. Mm, four wow. years in a wheelchair, and I slowly began to reuse my legs. Wow. 
Wow. Ever since this incident, having an orgasm has become somewhat painful, and I've noticed that urine is released along with the ejaculate. Mm -hmm. Also, ever since the shooting, I have to urinate frequently all throughout the day and haven't been able to sleep for more than two hours at a time. Boy. Uh, any thoughts to why this is? I don't understand why you why are- Why can't you sleep, though? Because he's having a, to pee every two hours. You well, can use a catheter. But use you have a to catheter have, or a diaper. Yeah, really? but probably- Use a diaper and sleep. Yeah, but it probably still would wake him up. And I guess this is a male, yeah. Okay. Um, so what's the, the question? Ur the, the bottom line is that because of the spinal injury, the the ejaculation mm -hmm. uh, sp contractions are not coordinated properly, and also mm. the sort of f the flap that keeps the urine in and that lets the ejaculate out is sort mm. of dysfunctioning a little bit, which mm -hmm. can happen. All this can happen after a spinal cord injury. It seems like there might have been a, uh, a damage to your autonomic nervous system as well. What I don't understand is why you haven't brought this up with your team because urological problems and bowel problems are sort of part of the whole paraplegic thing. You've got to deal with all that stuff and come up with now, a, a plan. Is there a way, because he says that having uh, an orgasm is painful for him. Yeah. Is there a I way... I bet there's a medicine that can make that. I, I'm thinking of medicines that can release some of those muscles that make it less painful. Is there a way he can kind of Pavlov dog this and every time he has an orgasm, like... Hit himself, himself or do something else so take, that take a needle and poke yeah, himself in the hand so like so feeling. like yes yeah, so like the pain comes with pleasure so now he starts to get off I on think the pain you're thinking like your dad here and yeah the, let's and use it no I don't think so wait I'm not thinking wait and, 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 unless my dad's into some really kinky shit no that your dad about. is into he, what he has done is he's sort of a behavior therapist he sure. made things more painful for you so when you go out in <laughs> the world things were not so painful yeah well I understand that's where your head goes you need more you need more pain <laughs> but this is the the, these kinds of things are not at all. So, so this is a person who has a spinal cord transection, uh, okay. you know, somewhere in the lumbar, mid thoracic spine, or something. And um, the, the interesting thing is that he's getting his legs back, which is fantastic. I've, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fabulous. Well done. But he's still having some of these urological problems. I I would see a urologist. I'm sure there's things that can help this. That it's it's about it's about relaxing some of those muscles that are around the bladder neck. Mm. All right. I've been ahead of a sexual relationship for almost two years. She makes me the happiest I've ever been. Here's the deal, man. Although she brings me great joy, I don't find myself attracted to her physically or sexually. Mm. This is a problem. Yes. She wants to have sex often, give me an array of clues between things like blah, blah, blah. The problem is I find myself romanticizing sleeping with women very frequently throughout the day. Oh, my God. At first, I attributed this to watching too much porn. That may be true as well. Uh, now I find myself fantasizing about attractive women that I see at work. I feel like I'm comparing them too much to my girlfriend. So he's married? Girlfriend. Oh. Uh, oh, well, well it, like this is only supposed to happen once you're like 10 years into marriage. Did not happen to me. <laughs> this is very frustrating because I do not want to keep ignoring my girlfriend's needs, but still, ah. this is not a good situation. I right. hate to say it. Well, it, it's like you what, what you have now is a really good friend. Um, and that's it. I, I For most couples, the... Physical spark is very, very important. Even yeah. if it is waning or if it's minimal, it's yeah. really important. It, it's what bonds people together. And a, and a mismatched sexual desire is a tough thing to manage, especially when you're not attracted to the other person. They're yeah. Like, and and that's that's. Is there any is there any way that he could find something about her that he is attracted to and just focus on that? Correct. And and men are really good at that. Because yeah, men can compartmentalize, and we can look at like parts of we we break people down into parts can, and visual parts. And maybe maybe he could try being a furry, where she has to wear the suit of a like a pink squirrel or something, yeah, and maybe. then and then he fucks the all, squirrel. All good advice. And then he could look. And now he's looking at a pink squirrel, which is more attractive than his ugly ass so, girlfriend. So, 
We didn't know she's ugly. <laughs> we just know that he's not attracted to her. And uh, Brad Williams with a somewhat <laughs> solid advice. A little bleak, but somewhat yeah, solid. Like you, We're just you, looking for solutions. You make something work yeah. if, if, if you truly want to be with her. But as I will tell uh, where I, ha I, I, I have friends that are women that are, say like, oh, this guy that I'm with, you know, he never calls me. He insults me. He blah, blah, blah. I go, then leave. Yeah. There's someone out there that will check those boxes. Right. That's the bottom line, that people get into these romantic relationships and yes. they don't feel that they can ever leave them. They can't yeah. tangle from you them. Can. You can. You almost have to because yes. it's not it's not really working. It's not fair to her. If she knew you were feeling like this, she oh, wouldn't want you to be in no, this. No, no, no. Now, here's the, o here's the only way that you... And by the way, there will be somebody who's totally into her and yeah. that person should yeah. be with her. And and here's the only way you can't leave, is you're if you're married and you have kids. No, no. Then you don't. No, you could you could st you could leave, but then have an arrangement. Uh, <laughs> but like here's here here's the only way you can't leave is if she is like, if this guy is really ugly, and this woman is the best that he could do, then you can't leave because you're not like you know, so, you know what I mean. So yeah. So if there's a numbers mismatch and he's on the yes. wrong end. If she's a seven, yeah. you're right. a two, and but you still, wish she was an eight. I, I, I not still gonna happen. I still don't think that's fair to her. I still cause, it's cause not. It's, I but I, I'm I'm saying like you have no you have no reason. You have to just kind of like maybe this is the best you can do, and that's where the porn comes in. Where you watch these porn stars and you think, oh, I have to fuck a woman and, that and looks listen, like that. The whole problem could be the porn. Could be. I mean, he had to go again cold jerky for a while in the porn yeah. and see if you uh, know what. Um, here's see if it get things get here's, better. Here's what you do. A, uh, you could uh, go to prison. He'd be better then. And then when you get out, you'll be like, oh, "Yeah, mm -hmm. you're the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life." That's or one, one solution. Or you guys go and you join the Peace Corps together, mm -hmm. and you go to some third world country that's solution. like horrible, and you just look at her like you like you've never. Or just stop watching the goddamn porn. Because listen, my wife is fantastic. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She, I I I am sexually. Uh, attracted to my wife, I am in awe of her. There's no way I should be with her. Right. But sometimes I live I'll, in, I'll, I'll, I live I'll in Los Angeles. I'll second that, by the way. That's in fact that, that you're also very se uh, sexually attracted to her. I get no, it. No, uh, no, 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 you no, should not you, be with no, her. You, you don't deserve <laughs> her. That's what I meant. Um, but uh, I would say that living in Los Angeles or it, it is probably similar to living in a city like uh, Miami or the entire yeah. fucking country of Brazil, yeah, yeah. where sometimes you look around, you go, oh, and, and, and you see these gorgeous, amazing women there go, oh, that's normal? It's not. Travel the world. Travel the country. You'll go, you, like, spend some time in Des Moines. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Be happy with what you got. Spend Bottom some time line. in Des Moines. Bottom line. Yeah. Let's hear a voicemail. What do we got? Good morning, Dr. Julia. <laughs> I have an issue about um, my vagina. It happens to be maybe an emotional trigger that um, when I get aroused in a certain point, it's like my vaginal area just clenches like a really, really tight fist yeah. and yeah. it is really uncomfortable and just painful and stings. And it seems to be an emotional trigger. I'm not sure, but I was just wondering if there's any way that you could advise me on getting past this. Okay. I thought it 
Like, I like the question mark at the end. Yeah. Of the, the, the question's about this. my vagina? <laughs> so, or it's like, are you that sure? That is called vaginismus. It is rather common. Vaginismus. Uh, one of the more common... That sounds like an Egyptian princess. Indeed she is. <laughs> one of the... Uh, one Cleopatra of the, betrothed to vaginismus. <laughs> one of the triggers sometimes is what's called a trophic vaginitis, which is caused by all the uh, progesterone-predominant pills that are out there. So if you're on a birth control pill that's with a high-dose progesterone, First thing is to get off that and to talk to your doctor maybe about some mm. estrogen cream to get the atrophies. It's sort of an irritation of the lining okay. taken care of because when that when what your vagina learns is that it hurts when a penis goes in and it starts spasming. Oh. Now, if it's spontaneous. If it's the right one. <laughs> it's spontaneous. Right? Am I right, Dr. Drew? You're so funny, man. Yeah. So on the, spon <laughs> on the spontaneous vaginismus, actually there's physical therapy for that. There are pelvic physical therapists that specialize in treating that. So that's where I would How do you get that job? I know they're really good too. The I'm gonna that, work on your vagina book. today. Oh, damn, there's a book. Shoot, I can't remember the name of it. I haven't seen it in years. But there's there's books out there for exercises you can do to help with that. And just look at you know pelvic floor and physical therapy. Wow, physical like yeah. I have a friend who's a physical therapist who has to stretch out old dudes after they've had a hip replacement a surgery. Book. Look at look at the book. How does he get a the uh, vaginal stretching gig? Uh, I'm pretty sure just that's just Lexington Steel. He just comes over and has sex with you, and then that's, that that wow. stretches it out. You go right there, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, Evidence-based physical therapy. No, that's actually for physical therapists. There's pelvic. No, that's a physical therapist too. We're looking at the names of some of these. Uh, your best body after baby. Go up, 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 up the other way. Oh, so you mean down? Down. <laughs> that's what I mean. A scroll up, go down. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's the ultimate physical therapy resource. Again, there's lots of things. We're looking at all these different books that are mm. out there for physical therapy. Okay. Uh, physical therapy, public floor rehabilitation. No, that's all, again, that's for professionals. But look for the, you know, go to Amazon and look through some of the books. You'll find it. Okay. All right. So let's go to another. Uh, but what's interesting, isn't it interesting how many books there are on this? Yeah. yeah. This is So it, at least she knows that she's not alone. She ain't alone. No, yeah. No, no, no. It's very common. Next one. Hey, Dr. Drew. My name is Tyler. Um, I heard you on a previous podcast talking about different colors of poop um, and what that means. Now, my poop usually isn't influenced by what I eat ever. Um, my girlfriend, on the other hand, she has poop issues. And there was one day where we both took shits the same day that were lime green, like Mountain Dew green, okay? It literally scared the shit out of me. I'm just wondering, what could we have possibly eaten or done together, you know, that resulted in, uh, in that result. Cause it never happened to me, uh, before that or, uh, or since that. So hopefully you can help me out. And, uh, just another quick question. If you could maybe answer, why is Bert so fat? Thanks, man. Bert Kreischer. Oh, he eats a lot. He eats a lot. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And he drinks a lot. He drinks a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's why he's fat. I don't know about the poop thing, but I can tell you why Bert's fat. <laughs> So the uh, the poop thing. First of all, I I insist that you guys play this video, for, this tape for uh, Christina at the for first available at your mom's house. Uh, she will enjoy this the way no one else might. Okay. Because um, she's going to want to time up with Tom in some fashion. I bet. Oh. Uh, having said that, I because it's not medical and it doesn't really indicate anything medical. I I don't know. You guys obviously ate something together. That turned to green, I, but it's not of any real meaning. I can tell you, we have a we have a mutual friend named uh, Dave Sanchez, and uh, his poop once turned green because he ate that. Um, it was I think I think it was Burger King had an A one burger, yeah, where like the bun was like 
charcoal black. It was like infused with something, huh. and it was, it was a black hamburger bun. Huh. And when he ate that, yeah, his poop came out like we'll have to find out what that was, like almost neon green. Ooh, that's what I think. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like I don't know what this burger was. It, it, it was some. Well, let's look it up. Yeah. Let's Google A1 Google, burger. Google A1 burger? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the A1 burger. Google burger with like a black bun. Burger King with black bun. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever this burger was. Uh, there it is. It's a yeah. Whopper. Oh, it's a Halloween Whopper. Okay. So it had, yeah. It, so it, so it maybe, now, maybe now, maybe uh, now, maybe we put in what, what makes the burger, the Halloween Whopper black. What makes the black burger? Oh, how to make a black burger. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how to make a black burger i have a really on, racist answer on, for that but i'm not going to say it because <laughs> uh, we're being recorded uh yeah cook, cook. what the hell <laughs> wait wait there it is yeah so it, it, it yeah it's a black cheeseburger uh, uh oh god darn it. it doesn't really say does it all right well there you go that'll turn your poop green. i have so many jokes i can't make <laughs> why you Come can, on! What makes a black burger? You can get away with anything. One, on. one more voice message, and we're out of here. One more. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Doctor Drew. Uh, my name is Roy, and I got out of a emotionally abusive relationship that I was in for about two years. We've been apart for about six months. Um, I still see her at church where we both went, but we were together in a relationship for two years, and she was emotionally abusive to me. And I've forgiven her. We've, we've broken up, and, and um, I've been able to move on for the most part, but I still struggle with sexual desire for her. And I'm, I'm just the one thing that I'm struggling to get over, and I want to look forward to a new relationship, but she still seems to be monopolizing all of my okay. sort of physical desires. for. So this is a very common thing. Yeah. Uh, and he has to ask himself, does he want to have good sex and be miserable? Mm-hmm. Or does he want to go out and find a real relationship and have good and, or decent sex? And, and the thing is, is you will have good sex with that person then. With the person you can yes. actually care about, actually treats you properly. Yes. There's no long-term sort of good outcome for going and after this girl that's abusive. I, I hate that it's the answer is this simple, but you really just have to start getting laid. I imagine he's not getting laid. Maybe. So, he, so, Maybe. He, so he's thinking like, ooh, who's someone who I can get laid with easily? This woman. Well, but sometimes somebody's right in your zone. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And just you'll find that zone again, number one. And number two, don't don't confuse intensity for love. That's the thing. That's the big mistake everybody makes. Mm-hmm. Because it's so sexually charged for you, it's intense, and you're addicted to that intensity, but that is not healthy. So. Yeah, just pay, just go down to West Hollywood and pay someone to step on your balls when you come. Brad Williams, where can we find you? Where are you coming up? Come on now. Uh, my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, my Twitter, at funnybrad. My Instagram, at Brad, uh, bradwilliamscomic. I tour like a damn madman. If I'm not coming to your city, wait. I'll be there. And you know I love you. Yes. All love right. you too, buddy. Take care. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician, medical advice, or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.